welcome to Hunter Gatherers, the podcast of Hunter S. Thompson Stories. I'm your host, Katie Clancy, and this morning we'll be interviewing Chris Kelly, a longtime local of the Roaring Fork Valley. Welcome, Chris. Hey, Katie. How's it going? Great. Um, so we got wind of your story from a friend of a friend, and we thought it would be a good way to highlight the later years of Hunter Thompson and how he just never really lost his edge or his love of explosives. So let's go back to 1992. You're 12 years old and you're at Aspen Community School. Can you just tell us a little bit about like the vibe of that school? Uh, yeah, I've probably been going there for a year and a half and it was definitely an alternative school, private school. Uh, George Stranahan was the principal at the time, and um, it was definitely a lot different than uh, any other school I've ever been in. It kind of lets you get away with quite a lot and very different style of learning. Right, and and for the readers who don't know, George Stranahan was Aspen's, you know, really dynamic entrepreneur. He started... The, the Flying Dog Brewery, the Woody Tavern. I think he, he founded a physics institute. I'm not really sure about that. But it turns out that during that time when you were 12 in this school, he was your principal, correct? Yes. And what was he like? What Describe him a little bit back then. Um, Like I said, it was 12 back then. I've kind of known him before because uh, he was definitely friends with my family. So... Um, real good guy. He was volunteering just to help out the school. He believed in the school, helping people out. Um, yeah, so real good guy. And actually, I got in some trouble. And I was supposed to go on a class trip, but I ended up getting in trouble and was not allowed to go on that camping trip. So. They sent me with the principal for a week. Uh-huh, um, and typically that's hell, but <laughs> Granahan, what was what happened? Yeah, not in this case. <laughs> he, um, he asked me what I'd like to learn about, and uh, I said I wanted to make a bomb, <laughs> learn <laughs> about explosives, which I think in any other school would not fly. <laughs> especially nowadays. Yeah, especially nowadays. So he's like, okay, we can accommodate this. And, um, yeah, this is supposed to be a punishment, but it didn't really turn out that way. So he did actually, uh, from what I remember, make me study quite a bit on, you know, the principles of explosives, the history of it, different kinds, the chemicals. And, yeah, it was some work involved in it. But, Let me just stop you there for a second. What was it about? I mean, this might be a ridiculous question, being that you know, guns, bombs, fires, every twelve-year-old boy's little <laughs> wet dream. But was there anything yeah, that sure. you? I mean, why explosives? Did it just come out of nowhere? Or are you? I was just—I was twelve. What I was into at the time. <laughs> right. Right. Okay. Yeah, I just um, you know, made potato guns and stuff like that, and so we were. Kind of, my friends and I were all into it that that time. So, yeah, um, he accommodated that, and then uh, the 
So this is a week-long ordeal, and at the end of the week, he highlighted it. Uh, he was really good friends with Hunter Thompson, and we got to go over to his house in the morning and blow up a truck in his backyard. Okay, so let's go back to the beginning of that day. Um, <laughs> you show up to the principal's office. He says, I'm making a call. Um, you had to make several calls. Yes, Hunter screens his calls pretty well. He will never answer his phone, so... He called him uh, several times, left a couple messages. Finally, Hunter called him back and uh, said, come on over. So we started heading over there. George kind of warned me, you got to be careful going over to Hunter's house, sometimes unannounced. Or even if you do call, just always be careful. You never know if there will be a bullet flying your direction. Right, right. <laughs> but, Did that um, scare you or excite you? Oh, not at all. <laughs> okay, you were like, these are my people. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So from what I remember, we um, pulled up to his house. You know, George was like, wait here. He walked in and make sure the coast was clear. And then um, got me to walk in there. He had um, peacocks everywhere. He always liked peacocks. Mm-hmm. And I remember uh, tons of shells in his front yard and on his porch. He had a... Uh, you know, clay pigeon launchers right there on his porch where he could uh, sit in an armchair and shoot shotguns. Mm-hmm. Um, so we walk into his house and come in the living room. First thing I noticed, there's bullet holes everywhere. And he had um, some oil paintings, really nice oil paintings that were shot up. And I remember he painted blood coming out of the bullet holes in the paintings. Mm-hmm. That kind of stuck out. And then um, <laughs> he had a, like a golf bag full of uh, assault rifles and shotguns. Remember that? Easy access. <laughs> yeah. So we uh, walk into his kitchen, and he had a huge TV sitting right there in his kitchen. Looked out of place, but yeah, it took up um, about half the size of his counter in his kitchen. And he was sitting there with, I didn't know it at the time, but it was his wife. And they were watching. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Anita Thompson. They were watching a a video of him uh, blowing up propane tanks on a camping trip with high-powered rifles. Oh, wow. And like a recent video or something that had been in the archives? Yeah, some have been recorded. I'm not sure how long ago, but yeah, him and a bunch of his buddies were camping. And then uh, he was showing me... Uh, he was you know, he liked his TV. He showed me how you could change the colors from the explosions. He kept rewinding it and changing the colors of the explosions. Uh huh. Which I thought was pretty cool at the time. Oh yeah, this is like, <laughs> this is immersion yeah, pretty... learning right here. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, and at the time he was, you know, slurring his words. Obviously messed up. Mhm. Eight thirty a.m. Wasted. Yep. Yep. <laughs> So we we talked for a minute. He showed me some more of that, the videos of him blowing up stuff. And then um, he's like, should we do this? And then George Stranahan had brought a full stick of dynamite. Wow. And then uh, Hunter went downstairs and grabbed an entire barrel of smokeless powder. Mm-hmm. I think 25-pound barrel of smokeless powder to put on top of the dynamite. And at this point, are you nervous or are you just getting more and more excited? Is this- oh, more and more excited. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
I couldn't wait. So we, uh, George and I, um, I think I carried the dynamite. George carried the barrel of gunpowder. We walked about 300 yards to uh, this old 1950s truck he had parked up at the north end of his property. So we uh, put the, the stick of dynamite underneath the gas pedal and then jammed the 25-pound barrel of gunpowder on top of that underneath the steering column. And meanwhile, Hunter wanted to come out and help, and he tried uh, getting in his, I think it was a Jeep Cherokee, and driving through the field, which was at this time covered in snow. Mm-hmm. About halfway, he got stuck. He spun his tires for about 10 minutes and finally gave up and walked back. <laughs> but then we were set. Um, part of my class, I had to figure out exactly how much fees to use. And you know how much time we'd have we figured we'd have about 15 minutes plenty of time to walk back and get ready uh-huh from the time you lit it to the time it blew yep. up okay uh-huh so um one thing on the truck it was missing a door the driver's side door and it had these big steel hinges mm-hmm. uh, they're like three-eighths of an inch thick i mean heavy duty hinges i remember that so we lit the fuse shuffled back to his back porch where he had a couple picnic tables and he set up a video camera. Um, sat down and waited. Took, like I said, took about 10 minutes after we walked back. And then all of a sudden, bam, the hood of that truck went a thousand feet in the air. The actual truck. Wow. The, well, the cab. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. It must've gone a thousand feet in the air there's pieces flying everywhere, smoke. And uh, one of those hinges actually flew all the way across the 300 yards, went between the two picnic tables, and stuck into his deck. Wow. That was that was kind of a little nerve-wracking. That could have been real bad, but luckily nobody got hurt. So, um, meanwhile, Hunter's videotaping the whole thing, and... I remember him running to go uh, get this fire extinguisher that was about the same size as I was. <laughs> and he, he gives it to me and tells me to go put it out. <laughs> so while I'm starting to lug this down, I hear him call up, uh, you know, the, the authorities. <laughs> and he started with, hey, it's Hunter again. Don't worry about it. It's just me. <laughs> oh, my gosh. He probably had them on speed dial for that. Yeah, yeah. So he's like, don't, don't send anybody. So um, I finally drug that fire extinguisher down there. It took me about 15 minutes. Luckily, there's snow everywhere. It wasn't too much of a fire to put out, but put out what was left. Um, then hauled back and hung out for a couple more minutes. Hunter said he was going to send me a videotape, which I never got, unfortunately. And was he curious in you, or was he really just kind of single focused on getting the truck blown up? Like, was he? Did he even recognize you in your duty? Um, like I said, this was a long time ago, but I think we were both just kind of focused on the truck. Right. Right. But no, yeah, he was. Uh, he's happy to have me there. He's, you could tell he made my day. You probably made his your he made your whole year probably. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, I never get sick of telling this story. So 
Um, well, thank you so much for sharing it for, for us and our readers. Um, did you ever see him throughout the years after that? or? Um, nope, that was uh, my last encounter. I was, I've seen George since then. He actually uh, came to my wedding. But, okay. Yeah, the that was one and only had. Hunter Thompson experience. <laughs> okay, and good enough for, for a story that lasted 20 years or more, right? Yep. 20 years ago, or a little bit less, but um, awesome. Well, thank you for sharing. No problem. Have a good one. You too. Thanks. Yep. Well, the southern gentleman hit the highway and gave us stories we could share of crooked schemes and shattered dreams of people everywhere. Road of whiskey screams and motel rooms where no one seemed to care. Road of deep, dark, secret places made us feel that we were there.